This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is your host, Nick Jones. I hope everybody's doing well out there today. Uh, If you'd like more information about what you're here on our fine show today, you can go to our website and you can download our show with uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also just listen to it right from the website there. Uh, Every week, my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, and I do a nice show together, and uh, I'm going to bring him in here in a minute. We recently had a a caller from last week actually call in and ask me some questions and want me to cover a couple of uh, topics today for them on loan options. And so we're going to do that. Uh, But before we do that, uh, Mr. Shore, how are you doing today, buddy? I am doing great. Thank you so much, Nick, for having me on your show. I'm excited about this one. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun one going to be a fun one. So um, I've had a good week. I've been really, really busy, though, um, between family stuff and, you know, trying to get my youngest set for college. She goes off to college this fall. She graduates from high school this year. So we'll be empty nesters soon, Nick. Nice. Lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah. Well, so speaking of that, you're, you're going to need to talk to me about some loan options then if she's going to school. Well, you know? well, here's my question for you. I, I need cash now. Should I opt for a HELOC or a personal loan? Great question. That's exactly the topic for today, <laughs> as you know, Mr. Short. Um, now, the, the funny thing is, you know, you know, whether you're looking in to free up some cash for something like what, a home renovation, or you need to consolidate some higher interest debt, or you just need a loan like Tony's talking about to help with college, possibly, um, there are a couple of different main options that most people go to. Those are, like Tony mentioned, HELOCs, and um, that stands for Home Equity Line of Credit. And then also personal loans uh, are another option um, that people use uh, when you know they don't have the cash on hand to be able to pay for the things that they need. And so you know, before we get into too much of that information, Tony, um, let's talk a little bit about actually what these are are these different options are and how they're used. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And I I like this because I think a lot of people don't quite understand uh, the different options, the pros and cons of each. And you know, you definitely should be reaching out to your financial advisor to talk to them about different loan options. Now, most financial advisors like myself do not actually fund loans or help you in any way with any kind of loan process, but they are knowledgeable and should have uh, and and give you enough information to kind of point you in the right direction for what option you might want to use. And a lot of people, interestingly enough, say, well, I don't want to be in debt. That's just the wrong thing to do. And I totally get it, um, especially when you're on a fixed income, you definitely need to be careful with debt. But it also is a very powerful tool. And if yeah. you have good credit and you have good assets, um, sometimes it makes sense for you to consider using one of these options. Okay. Um, Tony, let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, home equity line of credit. What do you think you need to have in order to be able to get that? You need to have a house <laughs> exactly with, uh, with some equity into it. In other words, if your house is valued at $500,000 and you own, you owe 
200 on it, you've got about $300,000 worth of uh, equity to work with there. And a bank will give you a loan on that, right? Exactly. Is correct. that how exactly. it works? Yep. So in order to have a home equity line of credit, you got to have a home, just like Tony said. And yep. the way that the bank is willing to lend you the money is the security and the collateral of your home, right? And so if you default on it, then they can come after your home just like they would for your primary mortgage. Sure. Now, the reason why home equity line of credits are higher rate wise than your basic loan that's on your home is because they're typically in second position, right? Meaning if you default on your home, the first bank in line that has the major primary residence mortgage is the one that's going to claim sure. uh, and get their money first, and then the home equity line of credit second. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit more details there, but uh, yeah, so great point, Tony. Um, definitely. Now, do you know why people maybe would want to have a home equity line of credit? Um, because they might want to remodel their home or do some home improvements. Yep. Number one reasons. Those are the, the, the top two right there. And as Tony mentioned, in order to have the ability to get a home equity line of credit on your home, you have to have equity in the home. And typically the equity range that the banks look at are between 50 and 60% loan to value currently, meaning you have 40 to 50% available in equity. Now, there are some local credit unions and banks that will extend out to, say, 80% loan to value um, in order to give you that home equity line of credit. But for people that don't have very much equity in their home, that's obviously not going to be a good option. No. No, you have to have some equity in a house and have been in it a while and uh, paid it down. So that's good. That Then you can get that HELOC and uh, then you can work from that. And a lot of credit unions have pretty good deals on HELOCs from time to time, although interest rates have gone up, right? They, they have actually gone up quite a bit. But here's here's the good thing. I actually recently looked uh, in the last couple of days at many local credit unions and some banks, and there are um, often um, some very good rates that are out there that are lower interest rates than you would think. Okay. And the reason for that is because of the structure and the different products that are available. But sure. Today, even though interest rates are higher, you can still look at home equity line of credits in the five, six, seven percent range, depending on a lots of different things that we talked about. That is obviously your credit quality first, sure. the equity in your home second, and then the paying ability third. Okay. But um, very, very good uh, option for many, many people. Now, another really good thing about home equity line of credits, Tony, is it's a line of credit. Right. And so what that means is you only need to take what you need for that loan when you need it. So typically you're approved up to a certain amount of money, say fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. But you don't have to take it all right now in a lump sum. It's just available to you as you're going through that situation to be able to figure out um, what you need to be able to fund the loan or, or to to pay for whatever it is that you need. Sure. Well, I, I think that's great. So um, a HELOC sounds like a good option if people have uh, a lot of equity in a house. Um, I know that uh, they uh, they it's um, it takes a little bit to get one going, right? It, it does. So it's it's a much longer process than the other loan type of loans that we're going to talk about, like uh, personal loan, for instance. Because what do they have to do? They have to approve your house. They have to make sure that they know what it's worth. They have to figure out exactly what your credit is. They often ask for lots of details about your income, how you can prove that. Um, 
now a lot of people also ask like they don't want to be in a situation where they're not locked into a good rate and so you do need to be careful sometimes home equity line of credits do have variable interest rates and those things can change when you do a couple of different things with the loan you could start with you know an upfront number let's say they're going to give you $50,000 for you know at 5.5% but if you don't take the money from the bank for 6 months or a year or even just a month if rates have moved up then that interest rate could change okay so sometimes if you're going to go to a bank and ask them for the money you probably need to have a reason and you probably need to take some of that money if you're okay and happy with the rate um, pretty quickly because like we've experienced in the last gosh, year, year and a half, interest rates have just gone up steadily and everything becomes more expensive. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, The other thing that we definitely want to talk about is the fees that are involved. So home equity line of credits definitely have lots of fees um, compared to say personal loans. Um, But the reason for that is because they give you the ability to take a loan out over a very, very long period of time. Sure. Um, you can go as far as 30 years, just like your standard mortgage mm. for these home equity line of credits, which does what? It gives you great flexibility when you think about how much you have to repay back on the loan. Sure. On a monthly basis, I meant. Right. Right. So uh, you, there's you, there's give and take with everything. There's an advantage here, but a disadvantage there. So they may have fees, but they allow you to uh, repay it over a longer period of time. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And that's um, the difference between a HELOC and a personal loan. And there are a lot of differences, I take. Right. And so let's talk through maybe the, the key points to a, a personal loan. And so most of the time, if you either don't have a home or you don't have at least 20% equity in your current home that you're in, you're not going to get a home equity line of credit. The bank's just not going to prove it. And I, I should have mentioned uh, earlier also, Tony, you know, with all of the regional bank failures that we've had earlier this year, and just how tight interest rates are today, many, many local banks, uh, big and small, have really started to tighten their lending standards. And so um, it's not always easy to get, you know, uh, a loan in general like it was a couple of years ago when there was tons of money in the system to be able to uh, to just get a loan at a very low sure. rate. Sure, sure. Um, but so if you're in the situation where you uh, don't have enough equity in the home, uh, one of the other ways that you can fund things is through the through a personal loan. And a lot of people say, well, why would I want to do that? The rates are going to be higher, you know, but are they going to be higher? Are they going to be higher than your credit card rate that today is over 20 percent? Uh, probably not. They're going to no. be lower, you know. And so the thing that comes down to a personal loan, though, is it's it's credit quality is based on who, Tony? It's credit quality. Yes, based, based on you. You, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you know it's an unsecured loan. Yeah, you put no collateral up, and yeah. so it's just based on it's, is it's Mr. Based on sure. your credit, your credit report, and your credit that's score, right. and it can affect your credit score score drastically. Heavily is Mr. Shore in a good enough situation financially? Yeah, where I would want to loan him money. Right, and does he have enough income to repay that? And you know, and so you know, um, there's just lots of things to consider there now. If you're able to get personal loans, then there's a lot of things that are nice about it that are totally simple. Uh, For instance, you typically just get a great lump sum right up front. Uh, You get it all at once and then you get to do whatever you want with it. It's not backed by anything, right? There's no, of course, they're probably going to, the bank's going to ask you some questions about what you're trying to accomplish. Lots of times 
people take personal loans to consolidate debt or to do some home improvements still if they don't have the equity in their home or maybe to start a business or things like that. Um, so those are the basics there. Um, rates do depend on your credit score um, and they're going to probably in most cases be higher than the home equity line of credit. Tony, why do you think that is? Um, rates are going to be higher because um, they're f- they're fixed, first of all, and um, they're not over as long of a period of time. That is true. And also, they're not backed by anything, right? Oh, that's like true. There's no, the there's no collateral. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because they sure. can't come and get anything from you. If sure. you default on the loan, then it's, it does mess your credit good up point. for a long no period of time. No collateral. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Um, but the good things are they tend to have extremely quick approvals. Um, they are definitely fixed rates. Uh, they have many, many less fees than home equity line of credits because you don't have an appraisal fee to look at what your house is worth. Yeah. You don't have title fees to change the the title to make sure that the bank's on it. You don't have all these closing costs. Um, but as Tony, you did mention, they typically are much shorter term. The repayment period is like between two and 10 years usually. So the payments can be much higher um, to be able to pay th- you know, the loan back in a quicker period of time. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Well, hey, uh, let's take a quick break here and, and then we'll come back and talk a little more about this. But uh, before we do that, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, give that website where they can go check it out. Sure thing. If you just go to jonesfinancialtalk.com, lots of great information on there. Uh, you can request many different uh, reports and different topics that you'd like to discuss with us or just ask for us to reach out to you and see if we might be able to help you in your current financial situation. Please take us up on that offer, listeners. All right. Well, that sounds great, Nick. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk after this. Tax planning can be very difficult and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Nick Jones. Nick, uh, you know how how I know you're in charge and you're the host and I'm just the co-host? You've got your name on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Marketing always, marketing yeah, always, the, Tony. You, the logo and the name of the company has your name in it, not mine. That's how I know. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, this has been a really good show today because my wife and I have actually gotten a HELOC, and uh, I wish I'd talked to you about this before I did it. I did not, um, although it's fine. I mean, it's worked out well for us, but I think HELOCs in certain situations uh, can be good, right? It, it it all depends on what you need it for and what kind of interest rate you're going to get, I would suppose. Definitely. Um, and the timing obviously is everything. And 
you know, we are and have been in this situation where we're getting uh, and continuing to get increases in interest rates today. Um, but it's nothing like it had been before in the in the 70s and the 80s, for instance, you know. And so uh, even though rates have risen as quickly as they have, there's still many, many good opportunities out there for you to consider and our listeners to consider when using uh, debt to help them in any way. Sure. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, credit card debt. Um, obviously, uh, interest rates play a huge factor in different types of loans and debt. If you have credit card debt, uh, and let's say you have three different credit cards and you've got some pretty high debt going on, you may want to look at a, a, a consolidation loan, right? Definitely. For sure, because interest rates are the, or I mean, uh, credit card debt is the one thing that just gets so many people in trouble. Uh, the reason why it does is it's so easy to get a credit card. Yeah. They're not backed by anything other than your actual credit. And you, you are correct. Um, consolidation is key if you actually want to pay anything off. We've talked on other multiple shows about, you know, the way to pay debt off and everything and lots of different strategies there. But um, refinancing into a home equity line of credit or a personal loan is a great option um, if you're trying to, you know, become a little bit more secure in, in the way that you're managing your debt. Yeah. Managing debt is huge. And I, I think that uh, sometimes people need help with that. And if they have questions, uh, they can uh, check you out. Go to jonesfinancialtalk.com. Uh, and I know you have a great staff there to help people with a financial plan, make sure they're saving enough for retirement, uh, making sure they're putting the money where they need to be. And of course, we don't want to run up debt. We want to pay down debt. And so that we can put that money into better things like our future, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, since you mentioned that, let's talk through that. You know, a lot of people call and they ask me when we talk about different loan options, they say, well, I've got all of my investment accounts and my retirement accounts. I mean, how about if I just use my securities as collateral? I mean, can I just get a loan that way? You know, and mm, interesting. <clears throat> it has become more and more difficult to use that. Uh, 20 years ago, when I started in the industry, it was actually extremely popular to talk with clients um, about using the securities that they have as collateral to get a loan. And putting so if on you basic- own stocks, you mean? Like if yep. you own some stock portfolios, you could use that as collateral for a loan, huh? That's right. Almost like a margin account where- But people don't really have, do that anymore, do they? Not as much as they used to. There are some small firms that will continue to do that, and some people do talk about it. But- Typically, um, you can use your your assets as um, a reason for the bank to be able to allow you to get a loan. Sure, and that's what you should do. I mean, and 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 we're talking in most cases, this is a situation where may, maybe your money, the majority of your assets, other than being tied up in your home, is tied up in retirement accounts. And you know, if you take money out of the retirement accounts. You're going to pay taxes on that, especially maybe and maybe even hefty penalties if you're too too young to and not being at the retirement age. So how do you take care of that? Well, you can still, you know, kind of pledge those assets to the bank and let them know you have them because they'll ask you about them um, to help you with your, you know, your credit rating and your financial picture to get a personal loan, for instance. Sure. Sure. So it, it may help you, even though there's not actual collateral. Uh, they want to see, are you working? How much do you make? What do you have saved up? Those That's types right. of things. Yeah. That's right. And I don't, I don't work for a bank and, and uh, all banks uh, operate differently. Sure. But here's the thing. Um, whenever you take a loan from a bank, you're putting yourself in a better position in many situations because 
you're not the one taking the risk of whatever it is that they're loaning you money for. And I would never tell anybody and advise any, anybody to, to take money from a bank if they're not going to pay it back. I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm saying is the reason why you pay a bank a rate for any loan, a HELOC, a personal loan, a mortgage or whatever, mm-hmm. is because they're willing to take the risk that you're not going to pay it back. And that's how they're compensated for it by the rate, right? Um, <clears throat> rates today are incredibly low still. And so why not? look at that as an option if you need it, if you're in a situation where um, you've got to have some cash t- to do something. Mm. Interesting. I, I think that's great. And so uh, obviously when getting a loan, it's probably wise to talk to a financial advisor like yourself first uh, and figure out maybe that's not the best thing. Because if you walk into a bank, let's say, uh, they're probably going to talk you into something. That's their job. They like to give out, you know, they may want to give you a loan and make a lot of interest off of you or some interest. Uh, but you need to know how that's going to fit into your overall plan that you already have laid out. And you don't want to uh, be messing with those retirement accounts if you don't have to, is what I hear you saying. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, if you are over the age where you can actually take money out of the retirement accounts at 59 and a half, and you need to get a loan, you can definitely use your retirement accounts to help you that way. So here's how, how lots of people do it. Let's say you go to the bank and they say, well, you just don't make enough money for us to be able to uh, give you the loan. But you've got a great asset in your retirement account, $300,000, dollars $500,000. Well, if you took a monthly income draw from your retirement account, it would help you qualify for many loans and many better rates right? The bank just wants to know that you're going to be able to repay the debt. So I help clients uh, many times um, with this and and help by writing letters and explaining to the banks how much money they have in their retirement accounts and how much they could actually pay back to get the bank the money back that they're loaning to them. And um, the bank needs security and collateral somehow. And so I just want to make sure our our investors and our listeners and, and our clients understand that uh, it's great to have assets because you can use that to your advantage when you go and talk to a bank to get money. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And a lot of what you do is help people create income from their retirement accounts. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's a huge part. That's a part of it. And that's where a lot of people don't understand how to do that effectively and especially cost effectively without making huge expensive mistakes that could cost them their retirement. Definitely. And I mean, we we're in a position today with incredibly low rates. And like I mentioned, um, especially compared to historical numbers and, and, you know, so you just want to look at all the numbers and make sure that if you can put yourself in a better position because you're on a fixed income, how can you do that? And there's lots of different ways. Now I will tell you this too. What I have seen, uh, recently, Tony, in in the loan world is, uh, another push back to adjustable rate mortgages. And that's a little scary. It I want to spend scary. some time on that. Not just mortgages, but also loans in general. And yeah. so, you know, you're always the most secure with a fixed product because you know exactly what you're going to pay and it can't go up. And the adjustable world is a nice way for the bank to allow you to get in, um, but it can really wreak havoc on your overall financial picture when rates move. Especially now as they've been moving upward. That's exactly right. And the Fed and, now, I heard the Fed's rumbling about another rate increase possibly. So yeah, yeah. yikes, right? If you have I mean, an adjustable I would, rate. 
personally, and this is my own own opinion, I would bet that in a couple of years, rates are going to be where they are today or, or lower. I don't think they're going to be much higher. Um, but the, but, but the reality that's two is, years from now. and the reality is nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, the ba- the banks think that's going to happen. That's why they have such short term rates on their on their savings and CDs and money market accounts. Right. It's extremely short. They're not willing to give you a CD for five years or three years, nope. six months or nine months because they think rates are going down. Um, and so the adjustability of the rate for them is beneficial to give you something shorter term because rates are going to go down. But if it we're on the flip side, like we just talked about, and nobody knows and something bad happens in the economy and we keep raising rates, now your adjustable mortgage or adjustable loan um, is much more expensive and it just takes you a lot longer to pay it off. So that's kind of a warning shot to people uh, out there or a warning adjustable rate uh, mortgages or adjustable rate loans, uh, you may want to beware, right? Yep. And another thing that ties into that, which is a different concept, but similar is interest only payments, right? So credit cards do this all the time. Oh, you have a $2,000, you know, balance, but all you have to do is pay us the interest of 25 bucks this month. Yeah. You know, or, or even less than the interest. Gosh, we were caught in that kind of issue and debacle 20 years ago when we had the financial crisis right before yeah. us. History repeats itself. Um, and uh, unfortunately, with investing and with uh, emotions and in, in money, people always make the same mistakes over and over and over again if they don't remember what historically has happened. You know, the the there's always different talk. Right now, Biden's talking about different rate pro- processes with different people with different credits. Who knows if that's going to go through? The point I'm trying to make is, Effective banks and effective loan officers always are going to help you find some type of an assistance program to get you a better rate for a certain reason. So don't forget that. I mean, clearly the number one thing that people think about when I mention that is veterans, right? Um, and and thankfully, sure. we have a great program where we give veterans in our country lower rates as a result of yes. their service. Yeah. We should definitely do that. Yes. But there are many other situations as well. It could be uh, some other organization that you're involved in or some specific thing in your community that if you do, you get a better rate. And so um, don't forget that, listeners. Think through that a lot, please. Yeah, that's huge. Well, it's been a great show, Nick, but we're out of time. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you one more time. Sure thing. If you just go to jonesfinancialtalk.com, lots of great information on there. You can request any information you'd like from us after the show. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable 
reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 